Hello, hello, and welcome to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Prada, and joining me to break down was this week nine NFL. Week nine, yep. yeah, week nine. Yep. We got James Bitter, fresh off a college pod recording, and joining us today, once again, Austin Tark. How are we doing, guys? Great to be alive. Spectacular. Yeah. Um, week eight was... I thought there was a point for last week where I thought we were going five and out. When was that? That didn't happen. Well, I always just kind of assume that, like, whatever game doesn't start, <laughs> I assume we're going to win. Well, the and Rams were – so the like, Rams off the jump were just getting railed. No, no, no. But, like, so they, were dom- they were dominating. So, I was like, oh, no, there's, they can still come back. So like we're They f- dominated we're for one quarter. Yeah. I thought we were going to get the Saints. I thought, I thought we were going to get the Saints. The, yeah, yeah the Saints was a disappointment. Couldn't quite hold on. But, oh, well, three and two. That's another winning week. We are, I believe, 90th in the leaderboard, bringing our ranking to 24. 24, 12, 14, and two. 24, 14, and two. Pretty 95th good. out of, let's see how many. 6, I think 66,000 people. That's pretty good. 100 or 1,000? 67,000. 67. Sorry, 6,700 people. Yeah. I, yeah. I, oh, I was going to say, holy shit. James, you know the percentile that would make us? Uh, over 67,000 or 6,700? Over 6,700. The amount we're playing. Uh, we'll, we'll, we're definitely in the top two, three percentile. That's good. I'll take those off. Probably in the top yeah. one. Yeah. Wouldn't that be 99th? Yeah. And more than 99th percentile. Yeah. The top 1%. Um, all right. Uh, did anything big happen this week? I feel like there's been a bunch of uh, positive tests. A lot of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of going through every locker room. Bears got a little. Ravens got a little. Eagles, Lions. Uh, Texans definitely the today. Niners. Niners. My God. Holy um, cow! Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, COVID is still real. Um, so we'll have to keep monitoring that because it's interesting where these teams all have injuries accumulated throughout the year and then they start losing these players to COVID. It can really take out a roster. And I think we're seeing that with the Niners tonight where they literally don't have any weapons. I mean, they have Trent Taylor starting a receiver this week and Jamichael hasty at running back. So that'll be interesting how, how they're able to handle the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I have this weird gut feeling that the Niners cover tonight, but I agree. We'll see. I'm with, I'm I knew you had Packers minus two and a half. That's a great bet. I did. I got in on that a little early. It was nice. I got lucky with some COVID news. Um, I'm ready to get into it. I feel like we got nothing else. Let's roll. Normally, I feel like I can actually. I feel like I can normally count on you for a nice little rant, though, Austin. Right? Yeah. Uh, do I have anything to rant about? Um, I don't know. It's tough. Tough to rant, man. When you're dominating on your bets since <laughs> week week since week three, I haven't lost one of my best bets. So. I'm feeling good. There's no reason to rant well, right you, now. You've lost the best bet. You just haven't lost a, a bet against us. No, I have not lost the best bet since week three. Since really? week four. Since week four. Oh, okay. I'm there four, you four, go. There, four, there three, you and go. one. Um, well, I'm six and two the whole season, so. Yeah, Chaz is still our good. king. He's still reigning over us. So why don't you start us off? Well, 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 well. I guess we normally, got some things. Normally you remember this for, for me. You're but, the uh, host. You're the host. Before, before we get in, get into it. I just want to remind everyone to, if you haven't already, go follow us on Twitter at the Sharp Side Pod. I need. I'm sorry. I need to plug real quick. Um, 
college football picks and stuff you can find on our website at www.the-sharp-side.com. Um, and yeah, rate, review, subscribe to our Apple podcast feed. Uh, good stuff over there. Uh, Masters episode coming next week. Um, oh, yeah. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Hey, that's how we started it out. You're right. You're right. And uh, we had four golf outright winners in the last uh, since March. Uh, so definitely looking for five for the Masters. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, um, was that enough plug in? Uh, I think so. I think we're ready to uh, go. That's a pretty substantial amount of plugging, so I'd say so. Ad read, or is that uh, not not this episode? Um, no, not this episode because <laughs> Anchor was being very difficult. Oh, um, next week, next yeah. week we're gonna have an ad read because we are going global now. Just so everyone knows, so get your reviews in, get your follows and tweets in now because you can brag to your friends that you knew the Sharp Side podcast before yeah, they on. went global. Like. Yeah, that's not, that's, that's not a great. That's not like a great reason. You should just follow us and listen to our picks and stuff because we're winning you money and we're hovering around the sixty-five percent mark for all of our super contest picks. And I'm sure if you guys listen to us, you guys are making money as well. But we need to tackle week nine, so I'll start Let's us off, and we are going to go to uh, Phoenix, Arizona, where the Dolphins are getting five on the road, and I am back in the Dolphins. Um, last week was a what I would say is a fraudulent box score win for the Dolphins. Um, it's, they had did they even surpass 200 total yards? I don't no, think I so. don't think yeah. so. I think it was 450 um, to like 150. Yeah, the Tua did not look good, but I think that we're getting a buy low spot for Tua here. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I don't think he was able to get into a rhythm. I think that the St. Louis defense presents a pass rush up the middle that few other teams have. Uh, Arizona is going to be missing. I think his name is Devon Kennard. Who's one of their better pass rushers. They're also going to be missing Byron Murphy. Who's one of the, who's one of their better defensive backs. He's a good corner. Um, and if now that I expect him to have time, Arizona ranks uh, as a below average team in rushing the passer. Um, I think that he's going to be able to find a rhythm that he wasn't uh, able to get last week. Tua, it, I, like he throws, he throws such a good ball. He has zip on the ball. Like this is a, this is a prime time quarterback prospect, and I th- think he left a bad taste in some people's mouths. And I want to take advantage of that. I think rookie quarterbacks are always generally underrated, and early on is a great time to back them. Uh, the other thing. Their pass defense has been very good. It's currently ranked third in DVOA. While they, I will, I will admit, I'm sure Austin will get on me for this. Um, their rush defense is horrendous. It's so bad. And facing Kyler Murray and Chase Edmonds, I think could be an issue. But I think that Miami could could contain Kyler Murray better than what we've seen. Um, and I think that there might be a chance because uh, their secondary is very, very good. And I think we might be able to see a coverage sack or two or just where he just has to run around, wait for something to get open. Uh, yeah. Give me the Dolphins plus the five. Tua's got weapons too. And there was, also, I, there was three different third downs last week where that it was just like a dropped pass. Like one was like a beautiful pass to Mike Kosicki and it literally hit him in the face mask. 
he does have weapons and and when you're taking the dolphins that's what you're buying you're buying that the dolphins are going to be able to put up enough points because i do think the cardinals will be able to get theirs through the rush game um i worry about the injuries of their weapons um at least from the running back with gaskin he's on the ir uh brita had a hamstring injury this week he's unlikely i don't know if he's unlikely but it's doubtful um he's, he's questionable right now but even if he does play it'll be hurt so that leaves jordan howard and laird patrick laird um, so the backfield doesn't look great for miami uh Devontae parker has been great great receiver this year for them but at the same time even though Chaz hates him patrick peterson has been a very good corner this year and he will be on Devontae through the whole game so he should be able to contain him a little bit i just can't get over what the dolphins did last week offensively i mean they had their longest drive last week was 33 yards and I understand they really they were playing at a position advantage advantage all game. So they really had no reason to throw it deep, really test to because the, all he had to do was not make a turnover and you win the game. Um, so I think part of that can play into the Cardinals hands a little bit, because as Chad's mentioned, this is a good buy low spot on Tua. Uh, Tua still never showed anything. The Cardinals really still have nothing to study, no film to really watch. We just still don't really know what kind of game he has which is definitely a positive for the Dolphins I lean the Cardinals here mainly because of the rush game I with the 32nd rush uh, rush defense in the league I think Chase Edmonds is going to be able to have his way we saw it last week the Rams were having quite a bit of success on the ground uh, Daryl Henderson was doing really well but then once they started turning the ball over and they fell behind they had to completely abandon the run start passing which falls right into the Dolphins hands because they have the number three pass defense in the league I'm going to stay away from this game. I like the, I'll take the Dolphins pick. I like it. I like it as yours uh, because I do think it's a lot of points. My favorite play is Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds props. I'm, I like him rushing yards. I like him to score touchdowns. Uh, if you have heritage, you can bet how many fantasy points he gets with the, with the Cardinals ranking fourth in rush efficiency and with the Dolphins ranking dead last, I think he's going to be able to have his whatever he wants on the ground. And additionally, with Kenyon possibly returning in the next couple of weeks, all season it's been the battle between who plays between Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds, and they always give it to Kenyon Drake, even though Chase Edmonds is a better running back. I think I this agree. is his opportunity to really earn the role, show that he deserves to end the season as the starter. And so I absolutely love him this week. I think this is a great opportunity for him. So uh, just for your um, Patrick Peterson comment, I had to look it up. He is um, still ranked in the bottom half of NFL corner. He's, he's ranked as the 77th best corner in the NFL. Byron Murphy ranked 44th. He's I like he's going to be out this week, right? I can look. Because because he was he did get a positive test. Oh really? Yeah. So that leaves and out of the three PFF uh, graded corners for the Cardinals that would leave. Just Dre Kirkpatrick, who is ranked as the 108th best corner in all of football. So, not great. Would you? Not at all. Uh, one thing I just saw the Dolphins haven't won in Arizona. You guys want to take a guess? Ever. 1976. All right. Well, that's just too good of a guess. Now, 1996. So, it's been since the 1900s since the Dolphins have gone west See, coast they, it, to Arizona. Yeah, they, well, they play once every four years. And they could easily have back-to-back times where they're at home or not in, in the desert. Mm-hmm. Uh, my take on this game is I actually kind of like the Cardinals. You guys talk about this buy-low point on Tua. I don't think it's a buy-low point at all based on that final score. I don't think – People are really digging low, digging through that and seeing, wow, the 
Dolphins were outgained by 300 yards. But on the on the flip side of that, with the Dolphins only getting 150 yards, they I think they were able to keep a lot of stuff close to the vest. And the Cardinals still won't have much footage on Tua. So maybe the Dolphins will have a little more in the bag they can bring out this week. But I am concerned about Miami. Like Austin said, the Cardinals are going to be able to run the ball, and I think they're going to be able to move the ball all game. So I, if you like the Dolphins, I think you think they're going to be able to score the ball here. And Arizona does have a little bit missing on defense, so that's why I don't really want to green button this. What I like most about this game is the over. I bet at 47.5, it's now up to 49. At 49, I still like it. I think there's going to be some points in this one. I like that look. I, yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, that's a good take. Because uh, I, especially with the injuries and kind of holes that have kind of popped up for the Cardinals defense. Um, the one thing, the Cardinals have been a, like a pretty staunch under, under team. I was looking at a quarter and half like points allowed uh, stats today. And um, the Cardinals and Miami are both, I think top seven or maybe it was top five. Oh, they're pretty close to the top in, of points allowed in the second half per game. Uh, the one was at like 8.5, the other was at nine. So I think a second half under could be a look if um, it's like, if you're, it's like 21, uh, if it's like a 21 and a half or something like that. Yeah, I agree. Not a bad look. I think both teams uh, tend to sit on the ball too. Moving on to Indianapolis, where the Ravens are laying one and a half. And James, this is the home of your week nine NFL best bet. And you like the Ravens. Let me hear why. I do for a few reasons. So we talked about the box score from last game and how the Dolphins were outgained by 300 yards and one and how you usually want to fade that the next week. Well, that's kind of what happened in the Ravens game, except they're on the other side of it. They outgained the Steelers last week, 457 to 211. Uh, and they lost 28-24. They moved the ball whenever they wanted to. Like, I'm not super concerned about that offense. I thought they looked pretty good. Lamar had a pick six and another really bad turnover. But I'm not too concerned. I don't think the Colts are – the Colts defense is good, but they're not the Steelers good. And then on the other side, if you look who the Colts have played so far this year, no offense is, is like the Ravens. Yes, they faced the Browns, and actually lost that game. The Browns ran and did whatever they wanted on offense. But they, they face no dynamic quarterbacks, no challenge like the Ravens will present. And I just don't understand this line, this line movement. It opened at three. And, yeah, everyone knew the Ravens were pretty banged up. And there's been some more injury news. But is that really worth a point and a half to, to the point where this game is almost a pick? I think the Ravens are much better than, than two points better than the Colts, two, two, three points better than the Colts. And I think this is a backs-against-the-wall game for the Ravens. A must-win to stay in the division race. So I think they respond here. I'd love the Ravens minus one and a half. I, I lean, I lean with you on that side. Um, but I, I do want to counter your point. I do think the injuries do matter that much. They're missing some significant pieces and a lot. And that's not even mentioned on the injury report, um, such as to COVID uh, two linebackers have COVID uh, Marlon Humphrey. They're missing two offensive line pieces from last week. Um, so that's significant change going on with that team, at least for this week. Um, you mentioned the box score for the Ravens being, uh, inflated totally for their side. If you play that game 10 times, Ravens probably win eight to nine, eight to nine times if you free play it. Um, but looking at the Colts box score, that was a little fraudulent as well. They end up winning the game by 20, but they only outgained the Lions by 40 yards. They lost the yards per play battle. In that game, they lost T.Y. Hilton and they ended up really heavily relying on the short pass game, which against a good defense against the Ravens, 
could work, but you're going to need to put up some points because I think I do think there's going to be scoring in this game. Um, Lamar struggles quite a bit against the Blitz, and the Colts are dead last in Blitz percentage. So this should favor Lamar to finally have a bounce-back game and possibly pass the ball well because um, he sure has struggled this season. Um, my biggest fear for just why I can't pick the Ravens is just because it's going to be a defensive battle. And Lamar has shown that he struggles when he is forced to pass. And when it's a passing play um, and defense knows it's a pass, he's vulnerable. And the Colts rank number five in rush defense. Pittsburgh ranked second last week. So the Ravens can be controlled on the run. Um, I do. I did like the emergence of J.K. Dobbins last week with Mark Ingram um, out. Um, with him in the backfield is really getting some, uh, starting to open up that offense a little bit more. Uh, but the fear is it's going to come down to a one possession game. And who do you trust more, Lamar Jackson or Phillip Rivers? I don't know. So a lot of people would say you'd rather trust Lamar Jackson after his performances this year. I can't really say that. Um, it's a it's a pass for me. I did bet the over 46 and a half just because I think that's just too low of a number. And I do think both these teams can score. Um, but I think I do think that this number does feel a little too low at one and a half. It feels it feels pretty good to take the Ravens. Yeah, but it's also not gonna be a one possession game. And you went back last week and you said the Steelers kind of controlled the ground. The Ravens ran for 265. It's true. I, yeah, I think a lot because, I just I think don't a lot see because how the stopping them enough. Yeah. What do you think, Jazz? In a one position game, I'm taking Justin Tucker over Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> uh, no. Um, uh, uh, Eileen Ravens. Oh, no. I don't got much on this game. It's the, the absences of key players will absolutely matter. See, the thing is about the Ravens is they're just so deep everywhere on the field. And I think that's going to, like, show this week. What the Colts got back last week was huge. It led to them, I mean, don't, like, winning very easily. Um, you threw out the total yards. Uh, some of those yards the Lions were picking up were at the end of the game. I think they finished the game on, a, like, a eight-play, 80-yard drive or something. Um that they, they didn't even end up scoring. Um, this is a game tough. for the Colts to prove them. Like, this is their chance. Yeah, also, I agree. the same thing for the Ravens, though. Yeah, like, but at the same time, at the yeah. end of the year, we're going to think the Ravens are good. We still – no one believes in this Colts team. Um, but the Colts also have that next week, too, against the Titans. Like, they'll have more opportunities. I don't think this is, like, their Super Bowl, so to say. Like, next week against the Titans, that game is probably more important than this one. It's a good point. Quite the I, don't, look ahead I don't think they're. I don't think they're looking ahead. You don't no, look. At, don't, you don't, don't look ahead past ahead the either. Ravens. Definitely not this. I think this week. Uh, I think it's different on a Thursday night. I think a Thursday night a division rival, you could be looking ahead a little bit more, considering you're both tied for first. But I know what you mean that you're all battling for playoff seating. Ravens are the same exact record. It's you would think that there wouldn't be a look ahead spot. Yeah, and it's a must win for the Ravens too because they got to keep pace with the Steelers. I mean, they lose this game. They're three back because we kind of like the Cowboys plus 14, but I don't think we're, we're brave enough to say they're winning that game against the Steelers. Can we, bet, can we bet Colts to be uh, winning at the end of the first half and the Ravens to win, to win the game? Yeah, that's an option on my bookie. I don't know. Kinda, I kind of like think the Ravens, I I, Ravens I, I, off a physical game. That's true. With that edge. Keep it somewhat close. 
I don't want to take the Ravens when they're trailing. I want to take the Ravens when they're controlling the whole way. If the Ravens are down at half, the play's right into the Colts' hands because Lamar is going to be back, down back throwing more passes. I think this sets up for a Ravens revenge spot where they're pissed off from last week and they just control the whole game. But if they fall down early and this defense and Darius Leonard start controlling the game, that's when they'll become in trouble. So I, I don't really like that angle. So – I don't think the Ravens down four at half is like that big of a deal. No, I think it, it that doesn't change the offense. Yeah, I, I now if they're down four in, in the at the start of the fourth quarter, I think that changes things a little bit. But I there's think something that wrong. There's something wrong with this team when they're trailing. It's it's very interesting. I mean, we saw it in the Chiefs where they start the game in the ball higher way for a field goal. Kansas City comes up with a touchdown, four-point game, and just like that, they completely go away from their offense. They completely go away from the run game. It's it, they're, They just don't play the same when they're trailing, even four points in the first quarter. I mean, I, I agree with you. It shouldn't make a difference. But there's something to, to say that they're not – they don't run the ball the same way when they are trailing in a game. I agree. Um, I also don't think the Colts will just be able to sit on it because – that's true. The Ravens the rush defense and even like they even w- with all the people out their their pass rush is going to, and Gawkway is going to take it to another level. So you're right. I forgot they got in Gawkway. That's a nice pickup. It is. It's huge, but we got to move on. Uh, well, Austin, just, just one more th- I was going to say one sure, more. Go I mean, ahead. Jonathan Taylor is questionable this week. Um, he, I guess he's that matter? Looking, looking more tired. No, but it does change things for, um, just how we were saying, just uh, their run game won't uh, won't be as uh, well, they won't be able to eat the clock because they won't. I mean, unless Jonathan Wilkins is some stud. Jordan did have a, Jordan. <laughs> that just proves your point. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I just I, I like I like that angle. Yes, have you decided, I Austin? I have decided my pick. I was going back and forth. I wanted to take the Chargers this week. I want to take the Jets. Didn't have the balls for it. I'm going back to the well. You guys heard me preach it last week. I want the Seattle Seahawks. You want to open it up for me, Charles? Sure. Seahawks are traveling to Buffalo. Buffalo are getting three points at home. And the total, I don't have the total out in front of me. Never mind, I got it. Total seen at 55. All right. Why, why will the Seahawks be flying high in Buffalo this week? No, it's like people are just afraid to buy in the Seattle team. I mean, last week people, I mean, I liked Seattle. They were my best bet. And then all of a sudden this wave of money comes in at the buzzer to take the Niners. And it just doesn't really make sense to me. Why are we so afraid to take Seattle? And at the same time, the Bills suck. I'm not impressed with this Bills team. They showed no ability to pull away from the Patriots last week. Even though the Patriots were one for three in the red zone, I know it was a, a must-win spot for the Pats, so it was a good win for them. But at the same time, they probably could have lost that game if Cam Newton doesn't fumble that ball. Uh, Bills are six and two this season, yet they have a negative point differential. They've been killed against playoff contenders, and Seattle is clearly a playoff contender. Um, their offensive line is hurt. Their center is a con- their center's concussed. Cody Ford is still hurt, um, but I will give them credit. They're getting a little bit healthier on their defense. But at the same time, this B- Bills defense is a bottom five defense. Seattle's isn't much better, but Seattle's offense should just be able to absolutely pick them apart. Seattle ranks third in passing eighth in rushing and bills rank 22nd in pass 24th in rush. I just don't see how the bills are going to be able to keep Seattle off the board and one. Jadavius white is a great corner. I think he will be able to shut down DK or lock it, but it's only one or the other. And we saw that in the Cardinals game when Patrick Peterson shut down DK for a game, Tyler Lockett came on and he had like 13 catches. 
The only way the Bills win this game where they come, they're competing is if Josh Allen is playing the same football that he was playing at the beginning of the season. The Bills, I it surprised me DVOA-wise. They ranked number five in pass offense. Um, he hasn't played good since week four. I mean, he's had four stinkers between the Titans, Chiefs, Jets, and then Pat Seed didn't look special. It was a rainy game, so I'll give him a little bit of an excuse for that. Um, this Seattle defense, it actually isn't as bad as you would think. Uh, he ranks 19th in defensive EPA. I say this every single week, but Jamal Adams should be back this week. God, I say this every single week, but he actually should be back this week. He actually did practice. Snacks Harrison, I said he was going to be back last week, but he was he was activated last week. He will play this week, and they should be getting the addition of Carlos Dunlap. These are three key defensive pieces that I really like uh, to help them a little bit more. And the only thing that's really holding me back here, it's not the travel. I know it's a West Coast team traveling to the East Coast, Buffalo. And but Wilson is 71% against the spread in Eastern time zone. Uh, so that is really not a concern for me at all. But it's it's a really bad spot. They're coming off a huge game against San Francisco. It is cross country travel, which I just said doesn't matter. But they have a look ahead next week for the Rams. It's it's not the most ideal spot. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I really do like Seattle minus a field goal. I don't see Buffalo being able to keep up with them offensively. I I don't think their defense has any chance against Seattle. They really should just be able to pick them apart. I think we're getting a very nice three. I, I like I like two and a half more, but I, I love this three, and I like I like Seattle. Uh, and James, you like yeah, Buffalo? I, yeah, I, I might. Is it, bet on are this. you guys are you guys going to be betting this game? I, I bet a plus three already. Ah oh, man, I'll, I'll decide by the end of the show. But going okay. back to what you said about how the Bills are a fraud and how they have a negative point differential. Every single game they've played outside of that one 26-point loss at Tennessee, which is inflated because of the interceptions towards the end of the game, every other game has been decided by 10 points or less. So that's where that negative point differential comes from. And you saying, like, you weren't impressed by them last week, you got to understand, that's big brother. That's the first time they've probably beaten the Patriots other than that one game when – who was it starting for the Pats? It might have been Jimmy G. Boy. Whatever – no, no, no. It was when Brady got suspended for deflate game. Oh, yeah. I think that was Jimmy G. Yeah. They went in. But other than that, that's Big Brother, and they finally got over the hump. That's huge psychologically for them. I think it's actually a boost. It could also be the adverse effect, too. They celebrated finally getting mm-hmm. that big win. Mm-hmm. That's like that's my only concern. But I both these teams just play a lot of close games, a lot of one-possession games, and it scares me that the Seahawks are so good on the East Coast. But they're also coming off, like you said, probably the biggest and most important win of the season to this point. So I And they have the Rams next week on the road, which is another crucial game, kind of a sandwich spot. I don't want to be laying it through Seattle. I don't know. I, I kind of like Buffalo. I, it, I know what you mean. It's, it does scare me a little to take Seattle. Uh, to just counter your point differential thing, yeah, I mean, yeah, every game has been decided by 10 points, but doesn't that prove that they can't get any margin? I mean, they beat the Jets yeah, by eight, the, eight points. They beat the Raiders by only seven, Dolphins by only three. It's like if you're a good team that's going to be able to beat Seattle and hang out with Seattle, you have to beat these shitty teams by a lot. I mean, I guess Seattle doesn't really do the same thing. Seattle's but, biggest win is 13 yeah. at Atlanta, and then every other game is single digits. It's a good point. Except last week. So, I think the Bills are great teams. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a great look. Yeah. See, but if you think it's a great tease, then you're counting on this being a four to seven point game, not a three point game. Or eight. Yeah, 
I, I, but that's, I mean, how many Seattle's wins have been by three? I mean, they, I, they beat the Cardinals. Well, I mean, they lost they, the Cardinals by three. Rams but besides beat, that, every other game, and besides the Vikings, they've covered, they cover that three point spread. I mean, they're, I, I, I do, yeah. I, I, I'm fine with Seattle here. I, re, I really do. I just, I'm just not buying into this Bills team. We had all this MVP Josh Allen hype after week four, and where'd that go? He's just not playing very good football, and I, he has to be MVP Josh Allen if he wants to win this game. So I lean to the Seattle, but I would like to offer something here. So, uh, of course, we're always talking about Jamal Adams, and, like, he's a great player, but the Seahawks' pass defense has gotten better with him absent. And this is like it shows statistically. Do you think there's anything to that? No, just defense. Defense gelling over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. I and I, I think there is, because he like he's a box safety, and I think when they have, another, and I, he is so good against the run, which is like. And we were throwing it out when they played the Patriots, but Cam Newton had his best game of the year against the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And I think when he comes back, it takes some uh, some kind of – I don't know who's replaced him, but I, for some reason I would have to guess that he's like a better pass defender, pass play defender than Jamal Adams. I think, I think that that leads to something because the pass rush hasn't changed. Obviously it will this week. And the Seahawks – uh, passing uh, defensive passing grade has gotten better. So, I don't know. All right, at the same time, they still rank 30th in the league. Like, how much better has it really gotten since the Jamal Adams hasn't played? And he hasn't really played in like a month or so. Um, so I don't really know. I don't really know what stat that is. I, I, I like him this week against Josh Allen because uh, yeah, a big part better. of Allen's game is getting out of the pocket and making plays. And Jamal Adams, he should be able to be there for those. Um, and not let him get anything too bad. I John Brown should be is back and healthy, which does open up this offense quite a bit. Um, so I'm interested to see the addition of him. Um, I actually kind of like Jamal John Brown props this week, um, just because last week he came in. And you could probably get a buy low spot just because last week he came in. It was a really windy game. You really couldn't throw the ball. Um, and now this week, Seattle pass defense is a chance for him to really open it up, especially if they really try to tar, uh, isolate Seattle's defense tries to isolate digs. Okay. Um, I don't got much on this game. It's uh, one thing I, I will add. I think Seattle is um, going to win though. I had Seattle last week. And if you stay tuned to our Twitter, um, we changed our pick at the last second. I changed it to the chiefs. All of our picks are not set in stone. Our tweet on the Sunday is our set in stone picks. I could change this pick, but Seattle is my favorite play. I love it as a, I love it as a, I absolutely love it as a tease, um, but or the bills as a tease, um, but uh, the, they are, they are my best bet for now. So I'll leave yeah. Um, and I'm going to, I'd say we just talk about this one now. Um, just to get out of the way. So we do have the Vikings minus four in our contest, just because if Stafford doesn't play, then that could go over a touchdown. That's just too much value to ignore. Um, mm-hmm. So you want to get on that? I mean, like, if Stafford doesn't play, I like the Vikings. If he does play, I kind of like the Lions. I just – the Vikings defense still isn't any good. And mm-hmm. um, although no goal day could matter. But I just think that – I don't know. I think that – if actually, I do have a pick on this game. If Matt Stafford plays, I love this over because there's going to be a bunch of points. Oh, I, I like that look. Um, 
Dalvin Cook should be able to eat. Vikings yep. are ranked third in rush rush offense. Lions are twenty third in rush D. Um, this is a big playoff race game, which is why if Stafford does play, I think it's a lot of points um, for the Lions to be uh, underdogs on the road. Just Agreed. because if they win, they're four and four. If Vikings win, they're three and five. And Vikings are probably thinking we're not out of it yet, especially if Dalvin's balling the way he's playing right now. I mean, the Vikings are not out of this playoff race yet if they win this week. But I, I so I really have no pick. Um, I if if it's just too no much sta- unknown, wait too much unknown. But if we get Vikings minus four with no Stafford, that's definitely a play. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. All, all I want to say is, yeah, I didn't understand this line. So Austin told me it's gone up to five uh, on books that are posting the uh, the spread right now. But I don't like that saying the Vikings are two three points better on a neutral. I just don't see that. I think these are really similar teams. In a divisional game, I'll definitely be on the Lions if if Stafford plays. What a train? Yeah, the same train. I, I don't think it comes up in the audio, though, so it'll be fine. It might be really faint in the background. Mm. You'd be surprised. Didn't sound super faint. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. The last time I the last time I I like edited it out, it like like I even like looked for it too. It was like barely even there. But I'll, I'll don't worry, I'll check again. <laughs> um, so let's move on. What, uh, yeah, moving on. Two. Um, let's see. Let's do a recap. What are our best bets? Because okay, best bets. Real quick. I love the Dolphins getting five. Mm-hmm. Uh, James is all over the Ravens minus Maybe one and a half at the Colts, and Austin's best bet is the Seahawks minus three at Buffalo. With James disagreeing a little bit, we like disagreements. Austin is undefeated on this disagreement so far. You know what, Austin? Yeah. I am gonna I am gonna bet you. It's a, so it's oh. a win win. You haven't lost a bet to me, I think, all year, and I really want this pick to win. All right. So like, me, go. if I didn't bet it, it'd be fucked. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's so we already want to know on the week. Thank you, James. How kind right. of you, James? I'm a team. I'm a team player. <laughs> um, all right, Denver traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, where the Broncos are late are getting four. Excuse me, on the road, and the total is sitting at fifty. Uh, James, I'll start with you here. I believe you like the Broncos. No, I, I kind of lean Falcons full game, but what I'm looking at here is Falcons first half, anything less than minus three. I don't think the Falcons should be laying four against really anyone unless you threw the Jets or the Jags or one of like the bottom feeders out there. Uh, I actually don't think the Falcons are that bad of a team, but they've shown they can't close these games. But if you go back and look at these first half scores, they're legit in the first half. They do what they need to do. And then the Broncos we saw last week started slow. And I think we could see kind of a groggy effort coming out and an East Coast kick. So I think the Falcons could hop on them early. But I just have no faith in the Falcons holding the lead. So if I'm looking at this game and I'm playing, I'm probably looking at the Falcons' first half here. Yeah, you mentioned Broncos could be starting slow. Same time, Falcons had extra rest. Um, so they definitely could be extra prepared to start the game. That Broncos' yeah. offense was so pathetic last week. Like, I admit the charge defense is pretty good. Um, but the Broncos in their first seven possessions last game, their longest drive was 19 yards. Um, and then once they were down by 21 points and the defense got softer, they went touchdown, INT, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Um, but it's, so it's 
hard to imagine. I, I just, I don't know what to think when it's just normal game script and they're not trailing by 20 and the defense is playing prevent um, that their offense is what their offense looks like. I'm not really impressed with lock. Um, Atlanta has been playing a lot better uh, since Morris is here. There should be three and O if you don't count that lion's loss. Um, their defense has improved on their uh, rush defense. They're up to eight, uh, eighth best rush defense. While the Broncos, it kind of negates the Broncos' strength, where the Broncos uh, rank 18th in rush offense. Um, I fear Ridley being out. That does take away a weapon. But at the same time, this Chargers offense was able to do anything last week to start the game. Um, and this this Falcons offense kind of parallels with with Julio and Matt Ryan. Um, so I could definitely see the Falcons uh, getting out to a lead. It's just really difficult for me to take this Falcons team getting four, uh, laying four points, um, especially when Denver is very much in the playoff. I mean, you could say Falcons are too, but Denver's very much in the playoff race. They win this game. They're four and four, um, and they're definitely fighting for fighting for seeding. Falcons are two and six. Their season, it's, they probably don't think it's over, but it, it's pretty much over. Um, so I, I pass, um, but if I had a gun to my head, I'll take Falcons. Ugh. Yeah, I lean Falcons. Um, I'm just not impressed uh, with Denver. Uh, although I did oh, – man, I I bet James on that Broncos-Chargers games last week. That sucked. Yeah, but, thank um, you. That was <laughs> – I gave up on that one in the second quarter. I, I stopped watching in the second quarter. Um, the Falcons, I think, with extra rest is pretty big. Um, Raheem Morris – uh, made a point of saying that he wants to stop the run. He was like, Phil, uh, he's saying how Philip Lindsay is their best player and he's going to key in on him. Um, I think that Drew Locke, will, he struggles in third and long. And I just, I just want no business backing him here. And that being said, I hate the Falcons and I, they don't win oh i guess they won last week but they just don't win like these close games and they are always choking just like the chargers yeah i kind of like the chargers this week but um i do think denver will be able to move the ball just enough to score points um especially in the second half when i can count on the falcons defense to just absolutely suck I'm going to look at a second half over in this game if it starts off slow for Denver again. And um, hopefully it uh, kind of works out like it did last week. Hard to believe the Falcons are laying four points. I, mean, I they know. Really have, yeah, they is. just haven't been in this kind of situation all year. I mean, have they? Have they been been this big of a favorite all season? No. No. I don't think so. Like even they played the Lions and it was one. And now we're seeing four here. Like, are we really – are the – wow, I don't know. Don't forget, they twice. flipped to favorites on week one. That's true. Well, I think that was two and a half. That's insane. The Seahawks are actually dogs of the Falcons. <laughs> That's wild. There's a, there was so much money that came in on that. Oh, yeah. I think we hit all of it. We don't, yeah. Yeah. We don't really need a side here in that game. Nope, no way. Moving on to – Bears at the Titans. Bears have a little COVID issues right now. But uh, the Titans are laying six and a half at home, and the total is at 46 and a half. I like the Titans this week. As I said, the, the Bears could be without four offensive linemen. I think the Titans are going to get a boost in their secondary as they just cut Jonathan Joseph, who was among the bottom three corners, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. 
Desmond King is added, which will strengthen up the Titans secondary, especially in, uh, against the slot. And I believe Adoree Jackson is going to be back. Now, with a revamped sec- uh, secondary, I expect Mike Vrabel to blitz more. I think more blitzing and more pressure on Nick Foles is the worst possible thing that can happen to Nick Foles. Uh, the Titans had somewhat of a misleading box score last week, and they left a bunch of potential points on the board because of the, because of the wind. Uh, Mike Vrabel did something that he doesn't normally do. He punted from the Bengals 37, I think. And I think it's because it was a fourth and long. And it just wasn't worth it to go for it. Super windy too. Not yeah. in the range. Um, and part of the mix, misleading box score last week was they averaged two whole yards more per play than the Bengals last week. Give me the Titans. I'm fading the, I'm fading the Bears just because I don't trust them to score enough. Yeah. Well, Go, you go. I'll, I'll hit it next. I, I'm kind of with Chaz here. I don't like it, but I, I don't want to play on this Bears team at all. And I think at some point the Titans have to come out and play like they did earlier in the year. I kind of see this as being a get-right game for them before uh, the Colts next week. I mean, they've looked tough the last two weeks, so at some point they got to get better. The Bears do have a good defense, which is, which is what scares me. But I think the Titans' defense can also see a little improvement here against this Bears' offense. Could be what they need to get back on track. I think we got a bet here, Chaz. All right. I like the Bears. I like the Bears. I really – I think this Titans defense sucks. They really are – their pass defense has been so poor. You cannot give an excuse for the wind last week for the Titans. But yet Joe Burrow and the Bengals can put up 31 points. I mean, I think even Nick Foles and the Bears are – Why not? But you were, you were giving – you're saying the Titans could have put up more and you said it was because of the wind. But it didn't affect no, the Bengals. No, I'm saying that they didn't kick field goals because – they were putting they're putting bad spots. They got like they did not deserve to win that game. They had like a fourth and long on the Bengals thirty seven, but they couldn't kick a field goal, so they had to punt. That's part. Of, well, okay. So they really they couldn't beat the Bengals. They were never in the game with the Bengals. The Bengals controlled the whole way. They looked like the favorite of that game the entire way. Um, and the biggest handicap I came into that game with was Titans rank almost bottom of the league in pressure rate. And the Bengals have four offensive line pieces out. The Bengals already ranked 29th in offensive line pieces. Um, so I was expecting Titans to get some pressure on them last week. Well, sure enough, the Beng- Joe Burrow was knocked down twice. No sacks. That was it. Titans pass rush is awful. And Nick Foles is going to have time in the pocket. I don't care how many guards, how many. I mean, they're, they're missing their starting center and their backup is hurt. So they're probably going to be on their third string center. Um, and they're also missing a le- uh, their left guard is banged up. I think it is big. I think it is big for their offensive line to be this banged up. But at the same time, I just don't think the Titans will get pressure anyway. Nick Foles is a much better pocket, uh, much better in a clean pocket. Um, The Bears should be able to somewhat limit Henry. I mean, they rank 11th in rush defense. This is a look-ahead spot for the Titans. They have the Colts on deck. I know they need to get right game, but at the same time, next week is a big game for them. And you you kind of poo-pooed it earlier that the Colts aren't looking ahead. But I kind of think both teams are looking ahead to this big Thursday night game. You you can't look ahead when you've lost two games in a row. Well, they, you can when you're six-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Bears. I mean, they well, yeah. especially when but the they, Bears have all this They know the Bears are good. The, the Bears are five and three. It's not like they're just – yeah trash exactly and the bears fight in these games i don't think the bears are a good team but i think their defense is good and i think they compete in a lot of these games they were out they were outplayed against the rams and against everyone else they fought pretty hard and 
I think six and a half is far too many points. I do think the Titans win. I don't, I'm not saying the bears win this game, but I think bears are absolutely live for a cover here. Um, I just, I, I cannot trust the Titans defense. I can't believe this over is at 47. I don't know why it's not moving. I bet the over just because again, yeah, I was going to say I like th- the over. I think Nick Foles is going to be able to get, I mean, speaking of get right games, Nick Foles needs a good, good, right, get right game. I mean, I know he sucks, but this Titans defense is bad enough that he, even he will be able to succeed. Um, give me the bears. I think it's too many points. Um, yeah, that's it. One thing I'd like to add is that they, um, they let go of their worst corner and their worst pass rusher, which I only think is going to benefit them. So and I, I think the Titans. Yeah. And I think like what they added is a humongous upgrade to their past defense, especially now that Adoree Jackson and Desmond King are back. I, the bears, their bears aren't going to be able to move the ball. Like that, that offense is horrible. We we've been talking all year long about how bad the saints defense is and they, they could still barely move the ball. I don't know. How many points did they put up? They put up 27 last week. 20, 20, 23, 23. I, I just, I, I don't know. First of all, Desmond King has to learn the lineup. I wasn't even sure if he was playing this week, um, but Titans have a worse pass defense than the saints. So unless Desmond, I mean, saints are still ranked 13th in pass defense as bad as we might think they look Tennessee ranks at 24. Um, I, I just, I think Nick, I think bears are gonna be able to score. All right. Well, you well, got yeah, that's a bet, my friend. That's a bet. Um, Let's see. I need, sorry, I need to get back. Uh, talk Lions, Vikings. Talk to Ravens, Colts. Oh, this one's interesting. Uh, Carolina Panthers traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Panthers are getting 11 points on the road, and the total is at 52 and a half. 52 and a half. Uh, Austin, I'll start with you on this one. Where are you, where are you leaning on this game? Uh, this is another just kind of pass game for me. Um, I mean, it's, it'd be easy to pick Kansas City. They cover every single week. I mean, it's gambling's easy. All you got to do is bet the Chiefs every single week. Um, but maybe they, do, they have their bye week next week, um, which I don't know. It depends how you want to look at it. Are they going to come out flat? They're already looking ahead to their bye. They have a big week against the Raiders the following um, the, after their bye week. Um, but at the same time, they might want to just dominate this week, eat, uh, celebrate over the bye. Um, they should be able to do whatever they want against this Carolina defense. That defense does not look good. They forced Atlanta to make one punt last week, and that was with two minutes left in the game. Um, I really don't care if Christian McCaffrey comes back or not. Um, I, I, I think the Chiefs defense has been playing well enough. Um, the only thing is it is a lot of points. Panthers do compete quite a bit. Um, they are still in the playoff hunt as well. They need every win they can get, even if it is against Kansas City. So a backdoor is definitely very live in this with this many points. But – Gun to my head, I'm taking the team that covers every single week. I agree. Uh, I So I lean Chiefs, but I do have a little angle on this. Um, I like the Panthers' first quarter. I, I, I just really, really like this Panthers coaching staff. And I think that we're going to get a few uh, good scripted drives uh, early in the game. And I just then I just think that the Chiefs' offense will be too much. And I think they're going to kind of run away with it. Uh, but I, I think uh, Panthers plus three and a half first quarter as uh, an angle I'm looking for. Interesting. I like that. I like Especially that off, off the bye, like extra prep. Um, That's a good look. And uh, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's back. They're going to they're gonna want to get him the ball. Uh, Chiefs rush defense isn't great. I, I'm not that I like Mike Davis has been good. Like, I don't, I don't think running backs matter all that much, but McCaffrey is one of, I, I think, is it fair to say he's probably one of the, 
the best, if not best, offensive non-quarterback players. Definitely. Devontae? Yeah, he's so good. Dalvin? Yeah. Dalvin it's, it's has been great, too. Um, James, yeah, I don't know. He's up one? there. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I have a weird feeling about this game. I, I lean to the Panthers and the over. I probably won't end up playing anything except maybe that first quarter derivative that Chaz just mentioned. But I, I don't know. I just have a funny feeling. Like, I took the Chiefs and sur- one of my survivors, and I don't like it that much. I don't know what it is, but something just feels off to me in this one. Well, what feels off? I don't know. I can't tell <laughs> I'm you. Just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah. um, Panthers look pretty healthy. It looks like yeah. everyone on their injury report is going to play except yeah. for a safety, Jeremy Chin. I do wonder so about the Chiefs. Bridgewater. Uh yeah, the Chiefs have more guys on it, but yeah, I mean they might miss Frank Clark and Mitchell Schwartz didn't practice. Um, I wonder Teddy Bridgewater's health. I'm sure he's fine, but he did take a pretty severe hit in that Falcons game on Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. So who knows? If he has Maybe it's the PJ Walker show now, doing it for the PJ, XFL. That would be See, fun to watch. You you talked about the you really like this uh, the game planning and the offensive coaching. I love their play where Teddy Bridgewater goes down. They put put in PJ Walker. Everyone in the world thinks they're just going to run the ball in the first play. And what do you do? They took a deep. shot. They took a shot deep, and it almost isn't that what worked. you're supposed to do. I I guess so because it almost worked. I mean, it goes uh, against it, conventional wisdom because the quarterback yeah. you're allowed to come in to play after. Yeah, at least in college, that's the rule. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. Hey, PJ Walker was a stud in the XFL. Houston Roughnecks, baby. They were so good. Um. Is that it for that one? I feel like I covered yep. it. Yep. Panthers yeah. first quarter. I actually really like that one. Um, Texans traveling down to Jacksonville where the Jaguars are getting seven points at home. This total is resting at 50 and a half. Um, Austin, you like the Jags, right? Uh, I don't know if they're one of my five, but yeah, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> Talk to me about the Jaguars because I have next to nothing right. on this. It's it's disgusting to take this team. Um, <laughs> but I've heard some rumors that Jake Lutton is the second coming of Peyton Manning. Um, no one said that but that. me. I'm the only one that said that. But I've heard a few good things about Jake Lutton. Uh, apparently, scouts absolutely loved him. He's got a big arm. Uh, they The Jags apparently before the season started were like really surprised at how good he was and I don't know if they considered starting him over Gardner, but I think they're pretty happy that they get the opportunity now. Um, and what a great opportunity for him to come in off a of bye week. You're playing one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, Texas is dead last in pretty much everything, um, especially run the rush defense. James Robinson should be able to do whatever he wants on the ground, which I think should it take a lot of pressure off Jake Lutton. Um, at the same time, this it's why it's a disgusting pick. This Jags defense is so bad. Uh, Texans are still fighting. They're still competing. Um, you would think they're out of the playoff race. Um, they were trying to sell at the deadline, but they never actually got rid of Will Fuller. Uh, so I don't know if that tells the team that we're still competing here and we still want to win, or we just couldn't find an offer for them. Um, we saw this game earlier in the year. You had the Jags. I mean, shit, you have two losses, and one of them is this this exact game. Um, and the Jags had a chance in that. They were some bad careless. There was just carelessness. It was. Well, it was Jacksonville Jaguars. That's what it was. And, and they just, missed like three field goals, like from the range of 19 yep. yards, like 35. Like it's just like if if that goes their way, they cover that game. And I just think seven points here um, is just too many. 
I, 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 I like, I like Jacksonville. Uh, they're both off buys and I'm going to stay on, I'm going to fall on the sword that Jake Lutton is the truth and that you're going to hear the good for Jacksonville. Alex, that's a public they, apology waiting to happen. Bring it out because <laughs> they don't need to draft Trevor Lawrence if they get the one pick now, because Jake Lutton is their quarterback of the future. Well, they don't need to worry about the one pick. I think uh, the Jets have that pretty locked up. You wait till we talk about Monday Night Football, my friend. <laughs> That's another apology waiting to happen. All right. I'm pretty good on my Jets pick. I'm worried. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I have literally nothing to add to this game. I, I, this, uh, I, will, I will say this. Um, I think that there's a motivational edge for the Jaguars. Hard. That's all I'll say. Yes, that's fair. But like Will F- Will Fuller was like being expected to get traded. I'm curious to see if that was the feeling uh, among the rest of the Texans locker room. If a bunch of them thought they were going to get traded, I think that um, maybe they're just giving up on the season. Now, I kind of I don't want to. I don't know. See, like Deshaun Watson's really stepped it up since the firing, and they've still been losing, but. I don't know. I see. Like, I th- you think there's they're not going to score? No, I think no. I think both. I think Jake loves the truth. I, that's why I like, I like the over. Like you said, you didn't like the un, uh, the over. Like I, I, I yeah, I kind of like the over points. too. Points are coming there's, in this game. Wins are like worst up twenty miles per hour. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Also, I, uh, I think three Texans linebackers. Uh, I think one tested positive, and the other two were on for contact tracing so i guess we'll have to see if they play or not miles jack should also be back yep can i change my pick to jags money line go for go it jags go jags they're winning this game jags jets money line the most disgusting parlay you've ever seen is hitting this week Horrible. let's go let's Horrible. go actually i think the better compliment to that the better compliment to that jags money line play is this next game we're going to talk about and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are getting 14. And I'm going to tell you right now, I love the Cowboys in this spot. Just to start, I'm going to give you guys some Mike Tomlin trends. So I think this is the perfect fade spot for the Steelers. Um, as a favorite on the road against losing teams since 2003, Mike Tomlin is the worst coach with a record of 15 and 28 against the spread straight up. So even when he's favored on the road against these teams, he's only 25 and 19 and even worse, he's only five and four straight up as a double digit favorite against losing teams on the road on the complete flip side. You can kind of see how good Mike Tomlin is on the road as a dog straight up. He's 15 and seven versus winning teams. Now I like I like the Cowboys here just purely because of the spot i I'm on the contrary to how uh, Austin might feel about Jake Lutton. I don't really feel like Cooper rush is the next version of Peyton Manning. <laughs> that being said, the Steelers are probably off their two most physical games of the season. And this is their third consecutive road game. And then finally to top it all off, the Cowboys are 0 and 8 against the spread and the Steelers are six and one. I think just there's a little market overreaction, and I don't even I honestly, it's not fair to call it overreaction because I think it's perfectly justified, but I just think the number's too big here. Give me the Cowboys plus two, the two touchdowns. Also, the total is at 41 and a half. 
I'm getting two touchdowns in, in a game with a total that low. I'm all over that. Go Cowboys. I can't believe how low that total is. I mean, how many are they expecting yeah. the Cowboys to score? 27-13. Wow. That's what they're expecting. I just, uh, yeah, I, I'm in the go. same boat here. I really like the Cowboys. I, I'm i not even going to look at the full game. Money I'm going to look at baby. the first half. First half money line. Uh, and first half, I'm sure you can get plus seven and a half, probably all the way up to like nine and a half, somewhere in there. But I, I'm looking for the Steelers to come out and sleepwalk through that first half. And I can actually bet on the Cowboys this week now that they don't have a guy on LinkedIn playing, which is a huge <laughs> plus. Cooper Rush does not have a LinkedIn. I have checked. So the buy sign is on for the Cowboys. Well, I as I'm going to mention later, I'm 8-0 picking the Jets. I feel pretty comp, uh, happy about that. I am 0-8 with the Cowboys games this year. I'm stunned you've taken the Cowboys I've every week. I've taken the Cowboys every single week. So the question is, am I going to die on this grave? Am I going to die on this hill? No, I'm not. I'm going to go with the Steelers this week, especially because <laughs> if we do have the Cowboys in our contest, I'm dying for us. So this is the perfect solution. I don't know how anyone – I don't – like I've heard a lot of media this week, and every time this they talk about this game, everyone's like, how on earth could anyone take the Cowboys? And I get in the podcast with you two, and you two both are overwhelmed on this Cowboys team. They are so bad. They're, They're horrible. So, we know that. They're so, They're so that. trash. Like, they dominated the yeah, Eagles last week. Like, they dominated yeah. the Eagles last week and still didn't cover. They win the yards per play battle. They win the turnover battle. They win the time of possession, and they still lose by 14. If you want to rant, I want to rant about the last fucking play. He was down <laughs> before the defensive touchdown. It's, uh, it's, I'll disregard that. But you guys brought up um, – Who's the bum? Danucci. God, Danucci. Like we're not seeing Danucci, Mr. LinkedIn profile play this week, but at the same time, why on earth did Cooper rush not play last week? Is Cooper rush not just as bad as Ben Danucci? I mean, they're clearly going to him a week after they realize Ben Danucci sucks, but how much better could Cooper rush really be at 14 points? Worse. Like I think the Steelers, they can come into this game. Like they're probably going to drink the night before, all they need to do, like that, and which goes to your handicap, all they need to do is score one touchdown and then just run the ball the rest of the game. Like they can win this game 7 0. I just think that it's too easy for the Steelers at 14. Oh, God, go Steelers. Fuck it. You guys, if we're picking, because honestly, the Cowboys might be one of our picks because I, I do, I, I like your guys' arguments quite a bit. Um, this is such a bad spot for the Steelers. Um, they should just sleepwalk through this entire thing. Um, but I just can't – I can't take the Cowboys. I cannot do it. I refuse. Uh, so my pick would be the Steelers. Not that I think this is too much of a look ahead, but it is a divisional game. The Steelers have the Bengals next week. I'm sure they're – I'm sure they're really worried about that one. <laughs> hey, dude, Joe Burrow looks fantastic. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want anyone talking on that, man. That could what be a this? really good bet spot on the Bengals coming off a of bye, especially if the Steelers do roll. Like, it's very possible. And like Dallas, it's crazy. Like they're two and six, and they're in the playoff race. Like their this their season is not. They're over not in the yet. playoff race. It's, it, Andy Dalton they, comes they back, know. and Andy Dalton's legit. Oh, I don't. I don't true. think this. I do not think their season is completely over I keep yet. Forgetting about this Dalton. is one point I would like to add. Rocket. I think but, Andy Dalton sucks, and so when he does come back, I kind of, I think that the market is going to overreact to. And you don't play again. And I think that we're going to be able to get a wonderful fade spot for the Cowboys. I don't know if that's true just because of how bad he was against Washington. I mean, that's the last taste that is going to be in the better's mouth that's when fair. they see that game. 
personally, I'm still a believer in Andy Dalton. Um, I, I, God, I really took the Cowboys against Washington because I was, I was a believer in Andy Dalton. I kept Amari Cooper on my team. I didn't trade him in my fantasy team because I still believe in Andy Dalton. Um, Cooper Rush, I do not believe in. Ben DiNucci, I do not believe in. Thank you for checking if you had a LinkedIn profile, James. That is essential to this handicap. Yeah, you're welcome. And by the way, we did skip a game. We skipped uh, another yeah, shitty uh, NFC East game. Giants. I, I just thought yeah. that was a good segue because it was. It the, was the Jags Cowboys money line parlay is hitting. Wow, that's and disgusting. The half money line. Oh, oh my gosh, the round robin of the Jets, Jags, and Cowboys. Oh, <laughs> give me a break, man! All the dogs winning this week. Might as well just throw Carolina and the Ravens, I guess, and the Seahawks. <laughs> It may, it, yeah. All right. Moving on. The New York football giants are traveling to the Washington football team. And the football team is laying two and a half uh, at home. Excuse me. And the total is sitting at, I'd imagine it's low. 42 and a half. That is low. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't have much here. I think money's coming in on the giants. It opened at three and a half down two and a half. I'll start. I'll be quick. Daniel Jones is not great at ATS so far in his career, but that man dominates Washington. And I think, I think he's two or three. No, again, um, or no, cause they just didn't cover. So maybe not, but. Um, he's, he always, his, his four wins and three of them are against Washington. Yes. Damn, that's what it is. Stole my thunder. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> Also, the Giants' defense looked very good. Um, I don't want to – I want. I'm curious if this is a sell high on, like, kind of Giants belief because, I, like, I started on the Giants and now I'm kind of leaning towards the football team. But I just – Washington's so bad. And I think one thing that's understated that – like, we've talked about uh, in weeks past how Ron Rivera isn't calling timeouts down – uh, down in the second half and the guy like the guys are covering from cancer and like and like my dad's recovering from cancer right now and he, he does not have much energy for a whole lot and I am just like stunned that Ron Rivera is staying on the sideline like I've heard that he's getting IVs at halftime I don't blame him I don't blame him for not um, calling timeouts I don't want to get out of there too his team sucks um, that being said uh, I don't know I Give me Washington and Pickums, I guess, but I don't. I don't want to watch this game. I. It's not going to be shown on Red Zone, uh, so maybe an under. Is there? I'm going to check for wind. But uh, no, Austin, I, go, I go ahead and get started on your thoughts for this game. Uh, I mean, we saw this game earlier in the year. Uh, Giants won by one. I. It's weird. Daniel Jones' obsession with beating Washington. Um, sorry, football team. That's what name I'm calling them. Um, but the football team dominated that game. If you look at the box score, uh, they. Outgained them by 100 yards. They just had so many errors. Um, they gave up a defensive touchdown, too many picks. They missed field goals. Um, I mean, it's who they are. But at the same time, for some reason, I'm buying into this Washington team. I think their defense is legit. Um, and this is just – I mean, at the same time, Giants did just come off um, playing a very good defense, and they did look very good. Um, but I'm a buyer on this Washington defense, number two in pass defense, 13th in rush D. Um, I really don't see the Giants being able to score many points. At the same time, uh, I did take the Giants plus three and a half in my pick'em, just because 
how on earth could this game be decided by more than a field goal? This game is just going to be so disgusting and ugly. Um, and it, I, in a game where it's completely gross, both offenses suck. Give me the team with the better defense. So I would take Washington if I had to take anything at two and a half range. I disagree with both of you. This is Daniel Jones' time to shine. He comes out for two games a year, and this is the second one. Uh, but what I'm looking at more in this game is the Giants team total. I'm seeing 18 and a half on Bovada, heavily juiced to the over. So I'd wait for that to go to 19 and a half. If it falls 19, then my bad. But anything under 20, I really like for the Giants team total over. I think Daniel Jones gets his. Oof. Can I green button that? Yeah. I can. Yeah, you can, <laughs> I please. Nice. Like, all right. So I, I got both. Under, under 19 and a half. Well, it's 18 and a half right now, but it, there's no difference. Sure. Lovely. Oh, wait, wait. I thought you were talking about the game. Oh, no. no. I'm talking I, about the G-Men. Oh, I thought we were doing under 18 and a half for the full game. I want that well, too. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's, okay. how ba- that's how disgusting this game is going to be. Give me 18 and a half. Giants are not scoring. All short right. Week, short week. Mm-mm. Short week and football team off the bye. Did you hear no, Terry, McLaurin's, Terry McLaurin's speech after they beat uh, wherever they beat to beat the shit out of the Cowboys? Um, second year team uh, player, and he had such a so much leadership. How uh, they're going to fight for the playoffs? Um, and that's kind of been sticking in my mind for this game, and I think Washington is going to make a playoff push because I don't think Philly is that good, and I think football team their defense is the best unit in the NFC East. So I, I think they're going to be they're going to be able to rely on that and that's how they're gonna win football games go football team. yeah i'm starting to like watching more and more go football because this is still a very competitive division i and i keep forgetting that do the eagles not play this week they don't buy that's right okay um all right moving on to the raiders who are going down i guess it's not down the coast anymore they're go going to la take on the chargers and that game is a pick right now. Total sitting at 51 and a half. Austin, you are sounds like the strongest on the Chargers, so I'd like to hear what you got to say. First of all, it's kind of crazy that this game opened Chargers minus three. Uh, I mean, it's it's fallen from that, which no surprise. That's just a bad number. The Chargers should not be favored by that much. Um, at the same time, like I think now we're at the spot where you can take the Chargers. This Raiders defense is awful. They're – 27th and pass D, 31st and rush D, and it's going to be the worst defense the Chargers have faced all year. Uh, their offense is going to be able to do whatever they want. They're getting uh, Bulaga healthy on the line. Trey Turner should hopefully be back as well. The Raiders already uh, rank in the lowest in QB hit percentage. So I think the Chargers offense is going to be able to do whatever they want, which does make me like the over a little bit. Um, probably over uh, team total instead of the full game over. Um, and then it's it's more of just a gut thing. Um, I mean, Joey Bosa is going to be out, but I really, I hate taking the chargers based off a gut pick, but I think the chargers are the better team. I think they're going to get one of these wins eventually. Um, And I know it's hard. hard, That's not much of a handicap, um, but I like this offense quite a bit against the bad Raider defense. Um, I think they'll be able to put up points. Um, So I like the team total over chargers and then full game over or, and then a chargers pick. I agree. Uh, 
I was saying this on the college pod earlier. I've just been so impressed with Justin Herbert. The Raiders have such a soft defense. I think he's going to feast. Um, the Chargers run game has been pretty solid uh, over the past couple weeks, even without Eckler. Um, the Chargers are, I think, I believe from my uh, Chargers source that um, they're going to get healthier on the offensive line, which will only help. Um, the one, uh, did you touch on Bosa? I did. Yeah. Bosa's probably okay. going to play. Um, that sucks. And I, th- I think the Raiders off or offense is pretty, um, I, I think the Raiders offense is pretty explosive. Uh, so I'm going to, yeah, why not? I'm going to like the chargers and I'm also going to like the over, I think 51 and a half is too low. I know it's supposed to rain a little bit, but that's fine. Indoors. I, oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I think 51 and a half is way too low then what? Raiders have quite a bit of people out at practice as well. Okay. James? Yeah, I'm, I, I kind of like the Chargers too. It's it's tough to take them when they're not catching points because they're just they're so unreliable in these close games. And the Raiders have looked pretty good so far. But I think it's a good spot for the Chargers. And I'm, I've been really impressed uh, by Herbert. I know we say it every week, but even last week, they should have won that game. He was really good in the first half with the exception of an interception. Uh, but I think it's a good spot for the Chargers, and I wouldn't mind it as our, our fifth play. To give a full recap of the injury report, Raiders have five offensive linemen on it and four defensive linemen. Wow. Um, so that's, pre- that's pretty significant cluster injuries. Most of them probably agree. play, but a lot of them aren't practicing. Yeah, I, I like the Chargers to win. That's actually very good news, especially with Bosa out. Any advantage there will, will help. Mm-hmm. Um, I am... I'm not too worried about adding that in right now, just because like if it's three to three, if in between the two sides of three, I don't, it's like almost meaningless, but Mm -hmm. um, let's just move on. Already talked Steelers, Cowboys, um, talked Dolphins, Cardinals. That leaves Sunday night um, and Monday night, but probably the game of the week, Saints, Bucks. Uh, Bucks yeah. at home, lane four and a half, totals at 50 and a half. Um, anyone have a strong like or lean on this? James likes the Bucks. I want to hear that. Well, if Breeze plays, I like the Bucks. I think the Bucks are, <laughs> and it's a four, and it's a four. No, it's a four uh, and a half. I think the, yeah, was Breeze not going to play, or are you just saying that? <laughs> no, like, no, like he's, he's hurt. He's questionable he didn't, right now. He wasn't in pads. He's, he has shoulder problems. What? All right, go on. I'll look this is the Jameis show, baby. Yeah. I can't. I wasn't wait. just making. I didn't just throw a new that era. Yeah, if Jameis comes, if Jameis comes out for his revenge game, I actually don't want any part except that over. But I just think the Bucks are a better team. I, I've watched the Saints games now the last two, three weeks, and they've done nothing to impress me. Even last week, like they should have won that. They're up ten in the fourth, and they end up going to overtime. The Chargers game, yeah, they came back, and I guess that was impressive, but they can't blow anyone out and. I think this is where the Bucks take some revenge out. Week one, I think the box score is pretty even, if I remember right. Bucks had a few costly turnovers and they got blown out. I could see something similar happening here for the Bucks. I just, I think they're the better team this year. I think Breeze is on the decline, and that defense is pretty, pretty good for Tampa Bay. And I, if Jameis is slinging it, it makes me a little less confident. But Breeze, the checkdowns, just I don't think it works second time around. That did just change. 
Jameis with LASIK is a Saints money line bet through and through for me. <laughs> that did change my opinion on the Saints a little bit. I didn't realize Breeze had a shoulder injury and he was out of out of practice the last two days. Um, ignoring that, and I'm going to assume Breeze is healthy. He plays uh, hard to say when he's missed it two games with a shoulder, but I'm going to assume he's healthy for this game. I think it's far too many points. I don't think I don't. I think the difference between the Saints and the Bucks are very similar. If we give Tampa one point, one and a half points for home field, I don't think Tampa's three points better than the Saints. Um, they're getting a all of their weapons back. Michael Thomas, Sanders, and Callaway, all their receivers should be back this week. They've all been practicing. Um, I'm personally, I'm my biggest play here would be the total. Um, the weather keeps dropping down. All the weapons are expected to be healthy on both sides. Um, Bucks defense looked very vulnerable last week against the Giants. I think the Saints should be able to score. And uh, we've seen that the Saints are susceptible to giving up points uh, this season. Personally, James kind of was uh, just talking poorly about the Saints. I'm kind of buying into the Saints. No one's been buying into them this season. Um, I bought the, a Super Bowl ticket last week before they played the Bears. Um, if they win this game, they're suddenly on, on track to get the first seed in the NFC. They're getting all of their weapons back. Suddenly this offense could look a whole of a lot better with Michael, a healthy Michael Thomas in it. They're going to be favored in every single game to, to end the season, except for um, a home game against the chiefs. I think this is a, a really good opportunity. If you're, if you like the saints to get some sort of futures action. Yep. I agree. Um, I think that this team is still live to win the NFC. Um, they have greatly underperformed, I would say this year. But the fact that everyone is acknowledging they've underperformed and they're kind of like viewed this low in the market is a, I think that's like just not right. So I think you'll be getting good numbers there. Um, in terms of this game, I lean Saints. I think it's a bunch of points. I think this is a possession game and I'll take the points in a possession game. Uh, I think the Giants exposed the Bucks' offense a little bit. The, the Giants were able to get a bunch of pressure with um, – just a four-man pass rush last week. And so they were able to drop back in coverage. And sure, Tom Brady was able to pick it apart at times. But when he was, and but the Saints have a great four-man pass rush, just like the Giants. And I think that's going to uh, keep him on his back a little more than he would like. Uh, yeah. That being said, I think the Saints secondary has been greatly underperforming this year. And that uh, I actually think that the Saints secondary is a little bit worse than the Giants secondary, but I'll know. I the Bucks really had to like put forth way more effort than they thought they had to to win that game. So maybe there's like a little a, emotional mental strain there. Yeah, I no, I I disagree. Like the emotional mental strain. You know how many games Tom Brady's been in like that. And yeah, it was a sandwich spot too. Like it's I, the Tampa Bay Bucks. The rest of the team That's, hasn't been been th been through that. Uh, but when you have a leader like that, he can kind of coast you through the week. It's, I don't think it's like a big deal. They played in like a pretty physical and close game with one day less rest. You know, like the Saints were in overtime. If you want to make that argument, it's another ten minutes. Yeah, I, I, That's I don't fair. think you can make that. I mean, if anything, I think Tampa was just looking ahead. They had the yeah. Saints on deck. They were playing the Giants on Monday night. They assumed they could just walk right through. Um, they did get pretty fortunate, though, to win that game. Um, Giants were controlling that quite a bit. And if a strange call on the goal line, won't get into that. Um, but that was like I, as much of a 50-50 call as you can get. Yeah. I just did not envy that referee at all. 
I would agree, but um, once it's personally, out, I thought it was pass interference. I thought it was, I thought it was fine, honestly. I think if it was a Charger game, it's going against the Charger every time. But when Tom, <laughs> when Tom Brady's involved, um, I think that goes Tom Brady's call way every time. I would agree. Um, and now let's just finish this podcast off with Tom Brady's old team. The Patriots are traveling to – is it still the Meadowlands? Are they in the same stadium? I believe so, yeah. Well, they're yeah. traveling to take on the Jets, where the Jets are getting seven and a half points at home, total sitting at 42 and a half. I like the Jets. Let's go. I think yeah. this is way too many. <laughs> yeah. I think this is way too many points. That being said, this team is so bad. So bad. But the Patriots look like absolute dog shit too. And I don't understand why they're laying laying seven and a half on the road in a divisional game. I listen, I get that Adam Gase is the worst. I honestly, I think Sam Darnold blows. And I think that everyone overrates him based on his potential, but he hasn't shown anything yet. He has like two or three highlight plays a game that people are like, oh, oh, look at his arm strength. There's something like that. But he's, he, he's not good. He sucks. And there are so many holes on this team. And I, I don't, even with how bad the, the Jets offense is, the Patriots defense does not get stops. I don't know. I don't know. The Patriots had a dream crusher loss last week. They had to win that game against the Bills, and that pretty much ended their season after that fumble. I hated Belichick's comments in the postgame. Um, we basically said that the reason why they're losing is because they're so young and they have no depth because they went all out to win three Super Bowls. Well, that's just kind of a shitty excuse and what you're telling, forecasting to your team. Um, if there's anything the Jets do well, it's their run defense where they rank 10th in the league. I was surprised by that. That's actually pretty good. Um, and this negates the Patriots' strength, where they are fifth in rush offense. So we're if the Patriots want to score, they're going to have to move the ball through Cam Newton's pass game, which I believe ranks 30th in the league. They are not throwing the football well whatsoever. Patriots have five guys who aren't practicing. They have 10 guys who were limited. What is their like motivation to push guys to play? I think seven and a half is far too many points. Um, I think this is the Jets one of the final chances to win a game um, considering they're in or they're at New York. James mentioned earlier uh, how it was such a big win for the Bills um, to beat up the big brother. How nice would it be for the Jets an all in effort to get their first win of the year to beat up the big brother and beat up the pay and get their first win there. I would be all over this game. I would at seven and a half. I absolutely love it but I have one drawback and Sam Darnold hasn't practiced either day this week. And Chaz may hate that say the Sam Darnold's bad. I don't think he's oh, great, but he is a he lot is a, better than Joe Flacco. Way better. <laughs> I do not want to see Joe Flacco in this game. If Joe Flacco's in or Sam Darnold's right shoulder still is bothering him. It makes me look a little differently at this game, but with an extra day of rest, Hopefully we get a healthy Sam Darnold. Hopefully Jamison Crowder comes back. Give me the Jets so I can cash my Jags, Jets, Cowboys parlay. I'm gonna go see, Jets. I'm gonna see what that pays right now. Go Jets. That is my official pick. Go ahead, James. I kind of disagree with both of you, and it's not for any other reason other than I don't want any part of the Jets. Uh, you talked about how you think Darnold sucks, but if you look at what Tannehill is doing right now, it's Pretty similar. I remember some flashes in Miami, and then 
you case leaves and all of a sudden he's a he's probably been a top 10 quarterback this year wouldn't you agree yeah yeah, yeah. and that and just who the other Tannehill. 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 oh oh yeah 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 hey, he's a top five quarterback uh Wow. Bet online isn't letting me parlay this because they know it's going to win. <laughs> well, never mind. They are now. Uh, sorry, let me continue. And it's Go ahead. Just, I, this reminds me of last year's Monday night game between the two. Completely different circumstances, but I think the line in that one was also seven and a half. And I'm pretty sure we were all in the Jets then, the spot and everything. And then Sam Darnold saw a ghost. And I know the Jets are obviously worse now than they were then. And the Patriots are worse now than they were then, but I just can't get behind it. That's fair. So this will be a nothing. Um, but that's it. We've hit all our picks. Yep. Gone over it all. Um, I think we've lost our host. No, no, I'm here. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm. I just want to. I just want to get exact odds. Um. All right. Let's see. Jags. Oh my gosh. It's like a hundred to one. <laughs> Wait, a hundred. Yeah. A hundred to one. Cowboys aren't winning. <laughs> There's no way no. the Cowboys win. First half they might win. No, all three of them are winning. I actually like that play more. I, I actually really like that parlay. If you do Cowboys first half. Yeah. Whatever. I we know. need to wrap this I'm up. Just the first half. God. Shut up. Um, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, all right. Follow us on Twitter at the Sharp Side Pod. Check us out on our website in our Twitter's bio. So if you, if for some reason you skipped it. the first 15 minutes, I just don't want to say it right now. No Go me. check out our Twitter and then you'll find our website. Um, College Pod will be dropping around the same time this podcast does. So if you're listening to this, you'll be able to listen to the College Football one too. Looking ahead to next week, we'll have college football, NFL, and a Masters pod. Very excited to do those. Um, Tweet at us. Yeah, come on. Yeah, let's get some interaction. You guys hate our Jags, Cowboys, Jets parlay? Talk some shit to us. We want to hear it. I want you to call us idiots. (laughs) I want it. Because we are. But it's going to hit. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh, it's hitting. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to make that promise like they are. You can call them the idiots. You're, you're just a quitter, James. That's what you are. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that makes me a quitter. Yep. You interrupted my uh, plug spree. Oh, rate, review, oh, subscribe look. to Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Um, leave a comment, something. I don't know. We want to hear from you guys. We want to hear how we always how we can improve the show. Um, maybe some things you guys like us to touch on, some things you don't want us to touch on. It's- Either way. Um, Let's win some money this weekend for the Sharp Side Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening. Austin. Thank you, guys. Let's win some money. Best of luck. Let's do it. Mm